0: All right, we are live. Good to see you today, my EOS podcast friends. We have Daniel Kimoto from EOS Nairobi, the world famous, globally famous EOS Nairobi, doing big things. So we're gonna hear about, uh, of course, all about interesting things in EOS, and of course, EOS Nairobi. So Daniel, go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh,
1: thank you very much for that introduction. Uh, First of all, I'm a big fan of uh, the show. Uh, and I'd like to um, convey my greetings to the audience of the show Um, and thank you for your time uh, if you're watching this. Uh, My name is Daniel Kimoso. I'm part of the EOS Nairobi uh, blog producer uh, team. Uh, We are all resident here in Africa. Our the and infrastructure is uh, set up here in Nairobi Uh, and we are proud to host a community here and support uh, the growth and the adoption of EOS uh, into Africa. Um, It's been a really inspiring journey. Um, Having gotten the opportunity to participate in something global was really phenomenal to not only myself but to the rest of the team and the community. I think it also encouraged a lot of people um, from within the continent to start engaging and start participating. And we have been seeing a flurry of applications that are coming up. People are building applications from here in Africa. We had a lot of um, people participating in the uh, virtual hackathon, the Africa one, and we also got um, a couple of teams to go down to South Africa and participate. And they did a really good showing. And, and that has been, I think, one of the most profound moments um, um, that haven't been able to experience as part of this journey within EOS. Being able to see some of the work that is being done by the community here, inspiring more people from around the continent, because Africa is quite huge and it has quite a diverse population and very big countries, you know, fifty five different countries. And now when people get inspired from all over the continent to start engaging with EOS, start learning how to build and start learning how to develop applications, it's, it's really inspiring. it's really good.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I know that your team has been getting a lot of um, support because of how much how much community building you're doing. So I know that's a big a big um, a big plus for your team. Um, so we'll get into all the different details of things EOS Nairobi is involved in. Um, and then yeah. the show, I always start with what's most interesting in EOS right now because EOS changes every day. So I have to keep asking. Oh, man every day something new is going on. So to you, what, what's most interesting going on in EOS right now?
1: Okay, so um, I'll just mention one thing um, because it's, I think the most profound things leave personally. So when I was getting to this um, of the ecosystem, I was given an opportunity by a very amazing lady called Melanie Swan. She has written an amazing book and she runs um, the uh, uh, research. Uh, center the uh, uh, blockchain uh, research uh, center. Now, Melanie gave us the opportunity to start um, investigating and seeing how uh, blockchain and crypto um, can get be used in different settings and in different uh, um, 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 situations. And one of the ones that stood out for me was the dark or the concept of the dark. At the time, the DAO hack had happened, and it seemed like it Had killed that whole idea, but recently, with what EOS DAC has done releasing um, the Dark toolkit and making it really easy for people to just have it like plug and play. You can just plug in the toolkit and you have an entire DAC setup and running. All you have to do is now the, the little bits and pieces uh, of governance. They're not little bits and pieces, they're quite some enormous work, but when you have a lot of people supporting it, it then builds. This entire new thing that we have not been able to see, or rather that we only see within the larger EOS community. For instance, EOS itself is somewhat of a duck, and now we get to build like smaller ducks. So EOS is a large duck that spawns out smaller and smaller ducks. And now there's opportunity for people to now participate actively and get engaged, um, even financially. Uh, within that, you get to Participate as an owner, and, and that is a really, really big thing, especially with the way the world is going and the way opportunities are opening up uh, on, on, on the online space. I think I think that's the biggest thing for me right now, and I, I'm following closely what Eos stack is doing and what Telos Stack are doing, and, are doing. and I'm really engaged in research, and hopefully I'll be able to support back that uh, lifts off the ground.
0: Yeah, the the DAC space is really interesting. I'm, I mean, that's one of my favorite block producers because they're pushing that space forward, and it's so you know there's so much to do there. It's it's so new. Um, we uh, we looked into having a DAC for a little while too. And it was just like this overwhelming. Okay. It was this overwhelming like process, and we we were just like so. <laughs> like okay, let's 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 watch EOS DAC a little bit longer here. Um, but yeah. Uh, they're, yeah it's really cool and I guess you were saying that uh, you can consider eOS a DAC itself now because we're, we have the voting referendum so we're having some say over the the governance of the chain so um, yeah it's pretty that is pretty pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah I, I think just like you um, even as we were waiting to see what um, eOS doesn't do and and we were just learning really closely I, I remember in engaging uh, looks looks um, just asking him to share. Um, whatever he has learned, but then when he basically released I think it was almost everything that you um, um, need it, it, it was really it was really nice and, and really helpful to the ecosystem
0: mm-hmm. um, Have you guys uh, what do you think like the best application for a DAC would be right now or or where where do you see it possibly um, being most useful in the future?
1: Uh, okay so um Based on my research, and I think it's also from my perspective of uh, living here in Africa, we have um, things that we call um, charmers or savings and credit um, corporations. Small savings groups of people, sometimes they put to be very large, and they even buy out banks here in China, for instance. Um, In fact, 34% of our initial savings is in um, these organizations called charmers. So they hold a lot of value. where I come from. And I have seen them grow and become really big and meaningful. They run a lot of um, transportation sector here and the banking sector. And these are just groups of people who come together and save up um, their, 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 their earnings to the point where it grows to be very big and it compounds. And then they have the muscle as the people to make very big financial moves um, in the larger uh, national space some of them have even grown out to become bigger banks that serve the area of eastern and Central Africa so from my standpoint and and um, looking at the origins of crypto from Bitcoin I think the best application for this technology comes in on the financial side right so if you are able to build something that earns revenue for the members and, and makes a profit for the people who are participating with you. And I think that'll be one of the more meaningful things that a Dak, um, can be able to achieve. Um, and that, that is my point of view from my experience.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. The bigger, the big picture idea of, uh, of being able to add, being able to be a part of bigger projects or being able to put money into projects. If you're not already, a in the states we have to have accredited investors so you have to make you know, a, you know there's this this kind of outrageous line for a lot of people where they can't invest in a lot of things because um they don't make enough money already but the argument the argument being that like if you already have money then you're smart and you're smart enough to make these you know make these investments but that's not really you know, that's not really a, a direct correlation there, obviously. Um, there's a lot of people who are intelligent and can add a lot of value who don't meet the accredited investor line, so they can't invest. So I think that the financial area is a really cool um, application for DAX. I, I agree with that. It's cool. Um, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about EOS Nairobi. Um I know the big you got your team's a big community builder, so um, you can just just tell us a little overview of your team, and then I'll I'll have some questions for you.
1: Okay, okay, um, yeah. So mm, yes, Nairobi, but um, rather it was started when um, Ian Greg was um, around the country, around in Kenya at the time. He also had a project that was I think, the uh, Chamas, was called Chama Esa. and um, Chama Press was was. was Getting a lot of traction. Um, they were holding a lot of meetups and we got we got a chance to meet and we got a chance to learn and he was very free with the information and he taught us a lot. And we got an opportunity to join the community and we got to learn a whole lot from very many people. That um, They were able to bring us up to speed on the technology and bring us up to speed on governance, bring us up to speed on actually everything. Um, and, and that's why I love the EO community because it's so helpful and Anyone joining in, get help. Anyone looking for information, gets it um, with ease from people. And and it just exposes the, the 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 fact that we all learn. Like learning, the learning process happens together. Like we all learn together. we get to learn from something, and we get to learn from you. So um so the community had there was an existing um blockchain crypto community here in Nairobi. Um, a lot of people had put in a lot of work um, in the Singapore community. There were a lot of traders, there were a lot of um, people who were looking to invest in IPOs and the likes. Um, but we, we didn't have a lot of people who were looking into um, building applications or developing them. Um, so when we got to learn about EOS and we got to learn about how to be able to give users a good um, experience while they're building it, and at the at the time, I remember I had also got uh, got my little um, um, savings that I had set up uh, on my wallet uh, being hacked. So I had I had a small wallet, and, and and it got hacked, and it really pained me. And um, I really I actually went back to zero, and there was no one I could call, there was no one I could talk to, you know. So um, at that point, I felt like uh, leaving the leaving the blockchain space because. It was really huge heat um, for me. And I know a lot of other people were hit around the same time. I think it was like an organized ring that was going on. I even remember Dallas rushing um, got, got hacked around the same time. So it, it was really bad and there was nothing could do. But then we got to join the EOS community and there was a appeal um, that had come in from the side of governance that, you could actually have conversations um, um, with people and you could have a recourse. For instance, if your kids were told that there was something you could do about it and there was someone who could help you. And that, that really endeared me and it endeared a lot of people in the community because um, it's very difficult for you to invest anywhere where you, know, you can lose um, the investment um, um, in, a, in a flash. Um especially deep kept that is why we see in parts of the world that are not stable not receiving a lot of foreign investment because there's a notion that if the people invest it might not be able to materialize uh, or it might be taken away and so that is a huge deterrent um, all over the world and and that used to stop a lot of people from from joining but with the discussions that you were having around governance and the conversation at the time around governance, it was, it, was, it was very appealing. And the next thing was that we could actually build applications that people could use. You can actually set up an application and have people using it. And, and that, that was also a huge appeal to us, because for those who were developers in the community, they were looking for something could go into, something new, something refreshing they could try. Um, of course, at the time, there were all these issues with Ethereum scaling, so most of the people were looking for something else, a new way out, and then EOS came in and it was just it just came in at the right time uh, for, for a lot of developers and a lot of people who had a lot of interest. Uh, so the community started growing. Um, we also had a lot of people who um, were in it um, uh, uh, as an investment. And, and, and they they were really looking forward to uh, the aerobics from the different communities. They had started engaging different communities and they were started to participate. The community really started to grow and started to spiral. As you can remember, um, in the days of uh, December uh, 2017 and the start of January, that's the time a lot of people were getting a lot of interest, um, even from mainstream media. So. The community really got to grow at that time, and we and, and, and were really happy with the reception that we got from the global US community. How they were able to accept people and, and how they were able to engage with us at the time. Um, so a little bit about, about members on, on the team. So we have um, Steve who's uh, running uh, most of our infrastructure and we uh, also get to do some big contracts with him. Uh, we have uh, Felix who's in charge of operations. Uh, and Brian, who's in charge of marketing, we have Mandela, who's also in charge of uh, uh, community engagement. Then we also have developers who actually build and actually support the community uh, on the different groups. For instance, we have a group called US um, Africa uh, Developers. There's, there's about like 200 and something developers in there, uh, mostly from Africa, who are looking to learn, who are looking to be engaged, working to grow their skill. And hopefully start participating in, in projects and protocols such as Telos and Worldly and, and also of course
0: EOS. Yeah, um, what's, it sounds like you had a really good developer community there that you that you um, brought over a lot of them brought over to to EOS. Um, do you have like a common workspace, or how are you, or where's your meetup held, and how's that how's that look?
1: Uh, okay, so um, initially we used to meet up at this space. So this this, this is a it's, a it's a it's a it's a technology hub, right? So they offer meeting spaces and also offer small office offices like like ones you can see in the back. Um, just small co-working spaces. Um, and there's a lot of these these um, co-working spaces and and tech hubs that turn up all around Africa. Um. A lot of them are still alive and growing, and they're still, and they're still um, doing really well. And they are able to uh, uh, aggregate different tech communities around. So for instance, in some of these spaces, you'll find people who are in Python community, the JavaScript community. There's a, there's a lot of tech communities here in, in Nairobi, especially, and you'll find a lot of people congregating in some of these hubs and meeting here over the weekend and most of them also work in these spaces from time to time. So, um, we get to meet in in some of these spaces that are offered by uh, these tech hubs um, around around the country. Um, Previously, or a couple of years back, we, uh, Kenya, experienced a lot of investment in these technology hubs. We had a lot of investment coming in from the larger technology companies from uh, Silicon Valley. And 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 they were able to help set up a lot of a lot of things that were able to grow um, the tech talent and and grow the interest in, in computer science and and related subjects.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> that's an interesting point. Actually, I heard that um like some of the some of the tech companies from Silicon Valley, like maybe Google, for example, is. Uh, Going to Africa and, and supporting technology is that something that you've seen or that you've kind of had and had, that's been making a difference over there? What's like? What's the reception like? What's the? Um, yeah, what, tell me a little bit more about that scene.
1: Well, um, yes, we uh, some of some of those companies have come in, and um, we Africa has had some larger uh, companies that have grown, uh, uh, developer communities here. For instance, um, there's. A company called Andena um, that recently received some really huge funding. So that one has been a really huge driver for technology talent. They really trained a lot of uh, people across the continent, and and that also makes Africa a good a good a good playing field or a good ground for for really good talent because they train world class developers to to participate. So in in some of the projects that we've been able to do, we've been able to have some of the Graduates from that program um, participate, in, and they have been, they've been really, really helpful and, and really engaging um, in, in, in what they're doing because the talent is really good. Also, to um, speak on the same point of hubs, um, there's a really interesting book by a gentleman called Bart Kata. He's also a member of the community. Um, so I, I, I got to read his book it called um, Techies, uh, Trust and Trillionaires. It's it's written um, for the use case of blockchain in Africa and how blockchain can be used um, to grow the continent. And that book has really changed my perspective and a lot of the perspective of people um, that I work with every day in the community. And it's really interesting how he says that brains are going to be the next uh, big export product for Africa. Oh, and yeah. that going to be helped by the fact that we can do seamless peer-to-peer uh, transfer of cash and value across a good blockchain network like yours, right? So you have people who actually contribute their skills, effort, and time to people all over the world who may need it, and they get back the value directly transferred to them. So I, I agree with this point. His book is really revolutionary; it has changed a lot of. What I used to think before and what I used to think previously, or how I used to think um, crypto and blockchain would work. Um, so that's that's a really good book I think. I'll share some
0: of the Yeah, we. Uh, if you want, at the end, um, send me that in Telegram. I'll put the name of that book in the show notes so that people can can uh, look at it if they'd like. Um, that you know, it's something I've yeah. I've been I've, been t- I've touched on in a, in a lot of my podcasts. Is that uh, but, but yeah. a brilliant way to put it is the uh, the human potential that has been kind of, uh, you know, on an Island in Africa almost where, because there oh, wasn't a way for all this human potential to get out because uh, it wasn't not connected really well through like the, the banking industry and this kind of uh, some of the infrastructure isn't connecting all this human potential there. But what something like EOS does, like you're saying, this peer to peer, uh, releases this a massive amount of b- brain power into the globe, and it's gonna—it could possibly just have such a huge effect. Um, so, it's—it's it's exciting. Uh, that's one of—that's one of the things that I always talk about that I'm most excited for, for is like unlocking all this human potential through the uh, through the blockchain. So, uh, cool. yeah, yeah, and and okay.
1: um, and and you can think about it like this, right? So, I, I like how you put it. With the analogy of being on an island, because I think that's probably how it feels. Um, we're here. Um, I think even the different events that that we were able to participate in, most of them we were not able to participate in because of um, travel restrictions and the life. Um But that's beside the point. The the a good analogy to also think about how um, a good technology like EOS could could work for for this place is to think about EOS itself or the EOS token as a visa for your money right so you can transfer your cash anywhere in the world and and there's no people to say we can't accept it or we we will accept it or we won't accept it right so it's like a visa can do anything so you can actually participate in a lot of things that you want to participate, that you would have otherwise been locked out of. And I think that's where um, uh, this space is evolving into, where more and more people realize that they can participate with the cash value that they have all over the world. And, 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 and it brings back more, and it generates more. But there's also the downside potential it being lost when not used prudently.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it'll it's it's developing quickly i mean and even just even just technology in general aside from the blockchain is really connecting people all around the globe that haven't connected up before i mean this zoom chat right here is such a cool example of i think back like 10 years ago there was no chance of me necessarily uh meeting or hanging out with you while you're in nairobi and i'm over you know in california but just you know tech has evolved to this point where these these pathways and these doors are opening up between people across the globe. And it's such, it's, it's so exciting to be a part of. And then, you know, you tag EOS on top of that. So now the money and the human value can move seamlessly as well. Um, very, very exciting times, man. Very cool. Um, so you, your team, um, is running, uh, Meetups you're uh, and working with developers and sounds like bringing some developers over from um, From uh, ETH and it sounds like there's some kind of tech hubs in Africa What are what would you say like the biggest tech hubs are is Nairobi one of the biggest tech hubs and what are some other ones in Africa? Uh, okay, so Right, so tech hubs in Africa had really started picking
1: up around the time when um, the social media um started booming like a social media started sorry. and it was around 2008, 2009, heading all the way up into 2015. That most of them were actually doing quite well. Um, a lot of them were surviving on on um, on, on funding, uh, sponsorship funding. Um, but then at the point, uh, some of that sponsorship funding started running out, and most of them converted from the from the. Community spaces into co working spaces, but it still retain an element of community in them. So, for some of them, you'd get an opportunity to attend um, some events, like they open it up for some events, really subsidize the price for communities that want to participate, subsidize the price for people who want to work from those spaces and share knowledge with one another. So, there are a lot of um, them in Africa. Um, I, I would say. There's some in Nairobi, um, here where I am. I have not um, been to Nigeria, South Africa, or Egypt, but from what I agreed and my interactions with people from within the community who are from those parts of the world is that the technology hubs, there are also growing. And they are tapping into this young talent that is within Africa because um, there's a really, really useful population here. Um, I think it's about 6% that's under the age of Twenty-five. So that's a lot of young people, and it's a lot of useful um, capacity that could to going to building amazing things if it's directed in the right way.
0: Do you think there's a lot of <clears throat> young people in Africa kind of looking at uh, computers and developing? Do you think there's more people in Africa interested in, uh, you know, tech? Well,
1: well, uh, Africa has um, rather made up of really complex systems. Um, So it would be really uh, tough to comment on that one accurately. However, I know that there's been a growing interest in in all this uh, technology that is taking place here. Uh, There's a lot of startups that have been launching um, around and definitely people can use technology and want to create solutions like the ones they use so you'll find a lot of people who want to build something like whatever they use every day and add some bit of a flavor to it. But a big, great limiter for all that, and this is also something we have experienced within um, EOS um, uh, in our community in Africa, is, is skills as the biggest threat later, right? So there's a lot, there's a huge desire to build to dApps build and participate and to, and to develop solutions that we can even see uh, like low hanging fruit solutions, right? But the challenge comes in when now there's no adequate skill for for the development of these solutions, right? right? And that's why we have just a few um, companies that are, are out here, um, whereas it was our expectation within the community as well to have a whole lot of applications just starting the EOS um, ecosystem. But I also realize that um, there's a role that fishing play and there's a role that uh, uh, giving time to learning a uh, place, and, and also there's a role or support that, that plays. And with time, we get to starting amazing projects that are being refined, like Ubuntu Energy. Uh, we can get to seeing some really cool projects just coming out that have been able to break through the, 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 the learning curves and the, the knowledge barriers, coming, coming out and building very worthwhile projects that are supporting the societies here and also being beneficial to the teams that are building them. So there is, there is some growing interest, um, but, but there's that gap, there's that skill gap um, that people are trying to fill.
0: Yeah, we uh, I got to talk with Ubuntu Energy recently. I think maybe just a couple of weeks ago. That's a pretty that's a really cool project. How you guys? Um, does your team work with them? Are you affiliated, or um, do you know their team? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, we know we know their team really well. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, a part of their team um, is is uh, a major part of our community. Uh, right, so they met. They met on the virtual. um hackathon with some of the engineers from 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 Nairobi, and and the relationship kicked off from there, and 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 they've been building ever since. So that's one one team we're really proud to support and come to grow and come to advance, and and we are really looking forward to it. Actually, providing those the solution that we wanted. We want we want something tangible on the ground that we can show the world. You know what? This entire project is running on on EOS and it's profitable to the people of the society, and it's beneficial to everyone who's participating. You know, that's, that's one of the things we're looking forward to achieving. Hopefully it will be something we get to see um, as we get to the close of the year maybe. Um, but I'll, I'm coordinating with VITAL and, and, and the team to see what can be done. What are the ideas we can generate? Um, And I think, just as they said during their podcast, that they're looking for support. Um, Anyone who's um, available to participate in this amazing journey of creating an energy uh, infrastructure um, for Africa, because there's none um, in some really developed economies, there's virtually no great. I understand this is a really foreign thing for um some parts of the world that do not get to experience power outages. But yeah, um, power outages are a reality. And um there's a lot there's enough science, there's enough knowledge in the world to get rid of some of these problems. Um and, and I think we're, we are, we are getting there slowly. Um, we just need to support really good entrepreneurs like Vita uh to get them to do these solutions for people.
0: Yeah that one that one's a, a big I mean that sounds like a like a big low-hanging fruit is just getting consistent power to places um would be a would be a big shift. So I think that's a really cool project. Um, <clears throat> is uh for ES Nairobi, what what does um what's your guys' node look like? And I you mentioned your infrastructure earlier. Are you um uh, yeah. yeah go can you, can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Uh okay, okay so um we- we set up the um, infrastructure. Initially we had started out on, on the cloud when we were learning. We were learning how to set up and how to manage and how to um, just create um, processes for how we are going to work with the node In case of failures, what do we do? In case this happens, what do we do? So, and that was way, way at the beginning. So then we got got to to get a bare metal service that was set up and we got a really good data center with our management and with a really good, um, on how and how they manage and, and and power outage and all that and and that was really key for us because we we really wanted to participate in a big way with, with the rest of the world in Europe and and we wanted to, to, to perform at, at a really good good level um, so it's it's been a really huge investment that we, we've made um, so that we're able to support the network and we are able to have an actual note um, on this side of the continent. Um, even for the purposes of just inspiring people to, to get started you know, and, and, and start learning and, and start participating within the and knowing that they, they can always reach out, reach out, send a message, ask questions, and, and they'll get help.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah, the, uh, I've seen a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the top block producers are now going to, are starting to make that transition to bare metal. Um, it sounds like people were wanting to, <coughs> excuse me, wanting to watch, uh, the, how much, how much basically infrastructure they were going to need before they actually put the investment into buying it. And so you guys have kind of watched for a while, probably got some rewards as well, of course, and then, um, put that into the, the infrastructure. So it's nice to see it consistently improving like that. Um. And you are a mainnet block producer. You're also doing um, Talos, and so let's talk about Talos. What What do you think of some of the interesting parts of um, Talos, are, What do you like about that chain?
1: Well, there's a lot of interesting things about Talos, but the most important thing is is its community and most especially the support that uh, the block producers that are in there offer, right? So there's a lot of support that, that is coming from them. And what we're trying to do here is to build a dapp that can get this support while, while it's still hot, you know. Um, right now, there's a lot of um, people um, within Telos who are building. There's also a lot of people who are expecting to see dapps coming online. So we're really working hard to see what we can, what we can add onto, onto Telos. The project we are working on is um, called uh, EOS uh, Witness. And this is one of the projects we thought of um actually deploying on telos um because of uh the the, the, the ram uh, prices in there uh and, and the support that we would get, the overall support that we would get. Um and 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 it's something that we're really pushing and uh hopefully going to get to get it in, in there. Um um of variants, various, various variants of it, because um, where the application is developed, it can be can be morphed into several different things uh, to support support, support different use cases. So there's, there's a version of it we want to deploy on Telos. Hopefully, um, uh, when it's ready, we'll be able to, to have it on there.
0: Nice. So did you say you you have a DAP that you are you guys are working on?
1: Yeah, yeah, we have the app we are working on, but it's uh, still in beta. Um, okay. I think, yeah, I'll, I'll share the link with you once once it's ready, but uh, I can share it with you after the call just for testing purposes. Um, it's like on a private beta, you, you can test it, I think, after the call, but then we'll, we'll be able to release it out um, to the public uh, uh later on.
0: Okay, cool. Well, we'll uh We'll have you back on the show at some point when you're ready to when you're ready to talk about your dap. So Oh, yeah
1: Yeah, I'd be happy I'd be happy to yeah.
0: um, And then you were your team also uh, was asked to be a warbly block producer. I believe um, What's uh, what's your take on warbly? What do you like about that chain and, and how's that all going?
1: Well, um since, since, since it's really finance heavy, right? Mm-hmm. Um. We were, drawn, we were drawn into it because of the potentials of what we could connect uh it to here in Africa, right? So they had um the KYC figured out and they had actually almost everything would need to run to run any type of fintech app and not get um, um, like some negative backlash from regulators here and around because of not having uh, some of those parts of the law. So we I actually thought of connecting um them to one of these farmers, um, As I mentioned earlier, these farmers are really huge and, and they really grow to become very big. So we, it it is our hope that we can still uh make that connection once, once we're able to establish all the little bits and pieces that we need. Um, because there's also coordination on the ground with the regulator and the law here. So um once once that one kicks off, I think It's something that can grow into a tiny financial institution and and start growing, And and I think that's a a big advantage that uh, Warbly has. On top of supporting it, we also hope to contribute um, by having financial transactions running on it um, from from here in Africa.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Warbly is one of those uh, really interesting experiments because of the possibility of on-ramping Uh, Fiat currency from all over the all over the globe because that's 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 one of the main things that slows EOS part of the part of the EOS adoption down of the bottlenecks is just getting money into EOS Um, so It could be it could be that could be a big one as well. Um, How do you? uh, What do you use to get money into EOS? How would you if you were to try to? um, Buy EOS. How do you do that personally?
1: Well, so it's it's quite a long long process, um, mm-hmm. somewhat. Um, so it it just that that uh, local Bitcoin, um, so that's the that's the only way to get in, uh, cash into crypto from from this part of the world. I think recently, Binance opened uh, up uh, credit cards. Um so we are yet to see how that one is going to go. Uh, because they also have a local Binance in a neighboring country called Binance Uganda. Mm-hmm. Um so we are we we are, we are looking uh, at that one and trying to see how, how that that is going to play out. But um for you to get crypto into um EOS or or rather yet into EOS, uh basically start at local Bitcoin. So you go into local Bitcoin and you find uh a, a dealer who's uh selling uh a reasonable price that you can afford. Um, then, after you secure a dealer, then the next thing is to um, load up your cash. There's a mobile money wallet called M-Pesa, yeah. They load up uh, cash on M-Pesa, so you go to a merchant and you give them the fiat and they give you this digital uh, version of the currency. Um, then now you can use that to transfer to to the merchant, and then the guy can send you bitcoins, Bitcoin which you can then transfer onto um, an exchange, Binance, Bitfrex, for those who have. Uh, yeah, and and then from there, now you can get to buy EOS um, from the exchange, then you move the EOS from the exchange to your wallet. So it's, 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 um, it's a really heavy process. Um, hopefully, we are able to figure out how to make it uh, seamless and easier just to get it directly into the wallet. Um but I think with with um, solutions that projects that globally um are looking to offer like the VR on um, offer, that that's gonna be really cool and a a simple integration would allow wallets to, to allow people to just buy directly. So it's just a one one click purchase. It's the same way you'd purchase stuff on Amazon or the like. So we'd be able to have people selling there.
0: Yeah. well Can you tell me about M? You said M-Pesa. Is that what it's called? The uh, Yeah. What is that? That's it's probably not blockchain. I wouldn't think. Or what is that? No, 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 no. No,
1: it's not blockchain. So it's a mobile money wallet uh, provided by a telco here in Kenya. Uh, the telco is called Samaricom. um So it started back in 2007, 2008, um, when they discovered that a lot of people who lived in the cities used to send uh, back cash is send cash back home with um, the little buses that go back to the villages. So if you'd make your salary you take a small piece of it and then you put it in an envelope, then you give it to the driver or give it to, to the person running the, uh, the vehicle, then they take it all the way to the village. Then from the village you'd uh, ensure that your family members go and pick it up uh, where the bus stops. Um, so uh, as, as you may already have, uh, seeing from that model, it was a bit flawed because a lot of people could lose cash in the process. Um, but then now they had started this. Uh, uh, um, we call them a credit card systems. So it's it's a it's a prepaid card that you purchase and you load up airtime into your phone that you can use to communicate, right? So People started using these airtime vouchers as currency. So they would buy the airtime voucher, and instead of shipping out cash, they would ship out um, the, the, the 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 voucher or the voucher number. Then on the other side, the person would go with the voucher number and send it to a shopkeeper and get fiat for it. So all this they they start looking like um, symbol, like 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 it it starts looking like. Um, like like a true experience, sort of. Um, then now they opened up a facility where you could you could directly send, uh, or rather, you could you could share part of your airtime, or part of your your minutes with someone else. So people started using that as current. They started sending minutes across, and then with those minutes, you'd go to a shopkeeper and retail them for a lower price, and then we'd give them fiat for that. So once that was noticed, then. Um, I think it was a pretty obvious move to just open it up and create like an actual currency uh, on it. So I think in the past year, they got 1 million people to subscribe and to start using the service. And it has been growing ever since. And it now covers about 50% of the adult population, I think, yeah, who, who use the service.
0: <clears throat> Is it still backed by um, the ability to use the currency for phone minutes?
1: Um. Okay. So so no. Um, they took that one out and, and even the people now finally got what they wanted. They wanted a digital get to peer cash, right? Something they could they could uh, send uh, between between themselves. Um so of course there's fees on it. Um, uh, and and of course it does not run on blockchain. Um. however it serves its purpose and it's very beneficial to the
0: people here yeah that's <clears throat> that's what a what an intriguing story i mean the it makes sense when there's the minutes that are there kind of um and then it's such a big step in confidence in the uh money that they can remove kind of the minutes backing it and it's just now basically just a it's just the ledger without a blockchain it's just a ledger yeah. of the transactions but that uh all it takes really is the Uh, trust of the community or the belief in it for that to be uh, a viable solution Um, and initially that trust is built up with something backing it that's tangible but then once a trust is built up you can actually take the tangible backing out and it'll continue to run I mean I guess that's kind of the story of money since the beginning of time isn't it so (laughs) (laughs) that's great to see
1: Uh, And I think from that experience is is how um, a lot of people here in Kenya have been able to really understand crypto very easily and understand how EOS works, how Bitcoin works and and able to purchase it and they're able to understand, right, how to use it and what it's used for. Um, Yeah. So I think that that initial experience is what makes adoption in Africa quite easy.
0: Yeah. what, What the cool part of that equation when you think about EOS is that... Uh, EOS will always have the utility backing it up because of the CPU and the RAM power that act, you know, that's almost like you could. uh, it could be a good analogy would be the cell phone minutes. There's this, you know, there's this data, this ability to transfer data that's backing up the transaction. Um, uh, In EOS's case, that will remain consistent as dApps and things are built upon it. Uh, It'll always have that kind of underlying value. Um, Wow. Yeah. Cool. I agree with so you. That, that's a really good correlation you, you brought up
1: by, right? and not thought about it that way.
0: Oh, well, uh, what a, what a, I've heard, you know, I've heard the the story of the uh, of of how that that came to be. I hadn't really heard the entire story before, so that's that's pretty that's really cool. Um, that's why I do the podcast. I love learning and talking to people, <laughs> learning cool yeah, So that was, that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, man. Yeah. Uh, so that came off of kind of the, the Warbly discussion um, and Talos discussion. Is there any other um, sister chains or side chains that you're uh, interested in or have any ideas about or opinions?
1: Uh, okay. So um, we are also involved in a couple of other sister um, chains. And the reason why we do this is so that we can expose our community to this and and, and and have. Conversations starting between people of these different communities, right? Mm-hmm. So um, for instance, have the guys at Salesforce, um start teaching the developers in Africa how to build that, right? Have guys on board start teaching something, you or start engaging or find good projects you can support. Um, and, and, and basically, we've been opening up the path or the road for people within our community to just connect themselves to other Team uh, and 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 start participating um, themselves um, and and find, find find co-founders find find people you can participate with on teams get get to know people you know get get to work with other people from other parts of the world. I think Ubuntu is one of those um, one of those projects or one of those teams that exemplifies this 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 idea where you you can get into the space and find. Uh, co-founders from another part of the world and start building something amazing together. You know? and and that that's the hope that we have for our community. That's what we want to keep encouraging.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I I know that uh, Meet One has a sister chain that popped up, and they're they're kind of a community. They encourage uh, community and and all of that as well. So there's a uh, yeah. I mean there's. It, it see. I, I like the idea of many, many sister chains and side chains, all kind of in one big ecosystem, all feeding off of each other and and uh, leaning on the EOS mainnet uh, with inner blockchain communication. I, li- I, kinda, I like. I kind I that kind of bigger vision for the the future of EOS. So. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, we'll see how that develops. Um, <clears throat> so it looks yeah. like we've. Uh, is there anything we've talked about? kind of recap the things that we've talked about and then give you a chance to add anything maybe about EOS Nairobi that we've uh, missed but uh, you've doing the community okay. building you uh, EOS Nairobi is bringing developers into the uh, ecosystem and uh, we talked about Talos and Warbly, the CIS side chains and sister chains, and your infrastructure. You've gone to bare metal, um, so uh, quite a lot we covered there. Is there is there anything that we glossed over the EOS Nairobi um, that you'd like to mention about um, what you guys are doing?
1: Um, I think I think one of the biggest things we, we are doing is the learning. So we we. We, we we have a community of a lot of, like a lot of the developers in our community are people who are starting out, right? Um, and I I can I can attest to this because um, university uh, degrees uh, on the, that we receive um, do not give us really up to date uh, content. So it, it becomes really difficult for people to participate um, in development and 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 then in, uh, in, in building um, some serious applications, and that's why some alternative institutions like Andela do really, really well because they are able to provide uh, developers with some really up-to-date content that allows them to participate with the rest of people in the world. Um, so we are starting a program for these developers who are starting out, and what we want to answer are the most important questions um, that developers were starting out. Have right, and we are not going to be the ones who are going to be answering those questions. We are connecting to DApps and projects out there that can answer at least one question that that comes from the people in the community. So, how 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 should the proper um, um, environment be set up? You know how 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 what tools do you use? You know um, what's the best practice what uh, uh, what's the best practice for me to to, to employ when I'm starting to learn how to build these apps. What resources should I look into? What do you recommend uh, the process flow or the path that I should follow? Because we always have these questions all over the internet and we have people asking um, what, what should they do, computer science or should they do software engineering? And a lot of people uh, are stuck on where to start, right? And, and that's the role that advice plays because you're able to be guided that you do not waste a lot of time and you do not go through experiences that can make you fall, fall off you know, and, and, and just give up on it entirely. So hopefully this will be really beneficial to the guys starting out. Um, uh, we also feel that it will be beneficial also to our community and also to ourselves because we will be able to answer some of those, some of the most important questions that developers have you know, for when they're starting projects. So if, if you'd be interested in, in collaborating or in participating in any particular way, um, and this also goes out to you, if you're interested in, in, in working with us um, to answer some of these questions, to get some of those developers who are starting out to, to understand and to, and, and to know how they can get started and start building, um, the best practices are in the life. Yeah, we welcome you to start the conversation over at the, our community group, or you can just message me directly, Daniel Kimoto. I uh, can message anyone uh, who's from EOS Nairobi and, and we'll get up and we'll we'll organize and we'll see how best we can handle we can handle that as um, a project. Right. So I think I think that's that's what I feel is going to be a really huge contribution um to to the ecosystem because you get to bring a lot of fresh ideas that, that were just waiting on the sidelines because they could not execute and some of the developers who are really good are really busy right now. Um they're really engaged in some huge projects. Uh and and, and and it's difficult for them to stop what they're doing and work with you to build your idea or to test out the idea. So it's always good if people can build things on their own and, and that's what we want to enable. We want to enable self reliance. Help people start building things on their own.
0: Yeah, so it's some um, and you're lowering the barrier to entry for someone who wants to get into EOS. Um, so yeah. that, that's fantastic because each of those, you know, each time you take, each time you make the UX easier, another person's going to make it through. So um, that that's a great service there. What if so? If I was a new EOS developer or a new developer looking into EOS, where would you? Yeah. Sounds like you're saying online that there's uh, that you guys are making this happen or making it easier for people. Where would you point people? Where's the first spot they should go to to get started? Well,
1: well, um, well. So currently, right now, what we're doing is we are putting together the questions, right, and we are also setting up or scheduling um, time with some of these experienced teams and experienced developers who can help out with this question. Um, so, a lot of this question and answer happens with the EOS Africa developer community group. But we would want to um, have it uh, span the different groups that we have. So, EOS Africa and, and also in the EOS Nairobi community group. But I think once the entire project is ready, we're going to release uh, a meeting post and announcing what we're doing. And we feel that this contribution will be valuable to ELOS, valuable to uh, people who want to build on Mobi. In, in fact, just the entire ecosystem. You know, when we have people who can just join and start trying out, you get uh, an extra mind in the game. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> well, that's that's great. That's great. Well, we'll we'll talk more about that. I'd like to stay in touch and see how that see how that's coming along. Um, so yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned computer science and um, engineering. Are you, there's this um, there's this kind of thought model called just in just in time information versus just in case information, and it's um, it sounds like what you're talking about there with like it, it happens here too. Uh, people go to school and they get all this just yeah. in case information. You go you know you go to four years of college. I got an economics degree and uh, yeah you go through and you get all this information just in case you ever need it, and you pack it all in the bag. <laughs> Who cares? Like never, you know it's not useful. It's just in case. Uh, way, like, okay. and that, you know, that sounds like, uh, kind of some, t- some people come out with a computer science degree and uh, they say that I have a bunch of just in case information. Whereas what's <laughs> starting to be more relevant is just in time information. Like I need to know this now or tomorrow. Um, and that's like, that's the engineering world. I need to learn this now. I need to do this tomorrow. I need uh, information from EOS Nairobi about how to solve this problem just in time. Um, so, uh, this this is kind of a information revolution where just in time information is so much more important than just in case information now, and it's changing the way we learn. And um, so you guys are uh, providing that just in time information for EOS engineers. And that's fantastic. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it's actually a platform we're going to we're going to create. So I think we'll we'll get other people to the participants, But it's, it's a it's a community for like people from
0: Various sort other of places who are also helping up. That's cool. Well, uh, yeah, we, we can uh, we, we should collaborate a little bit on that um, because uh, in San Francisco we have a workspace where we have weekend EOS um, hacker groups where they come in. and They, yeah. they, they share ideas on how to build stuff. Um, we had a couple of the hackathon, the EOS San Francisco hackathon winners, were mm-hmm. from our uh, from our weekend groups, and then we've got a little community yeah. panel with developers. So. Um, Maybe we can share resources and share ideas as far as getting people that uh, that information out there.
1: Wow, that's that's amazing! Yeah, I'd be happy to collaborate and work with you, man.
0: Cool, cool. Well, we will we'll yeah. touch as far as that goes. Um, all right. Well, it was great having you on. Do you have any? Uh, you know, as we wind down here, you got any final thoughts or anything you'd like to say to our, our EOS friends out there, or any links that uh, you want them to go?
1: Oh, okay. So, um, I. I I think, I think based on a conversation I had with the token um, holder earlier, who was feeling um, that the, the, the space has really been unfair, you know, with the token price. I think it's across the entire ecosystem, across the entire blockchain space. Um, so during some of the research that we were doing, there was also a crash that happened in the gaming space. Um, i think that was in i think it should be nineteen eighty three to eighty five thereabouts, and 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 the gaming market uh date uh, moved from about three billion dollars to one hundred million dollars and it, it almost seemed like it was the end but now you can see that that um, the gaming uh, ecosystem is 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 north of twenty five billion dollars and that goes to show that um, given time, uh, markets do go up, do go down. They contract and they feed. But if you keep building, if you keep being in the game, it's always going to be beneficial in the end. Um, so that, that's um, for that of um, mine who wanted to, who was feeling like they should exit entirely and, and, and leave. So the other one goes out to um, the community up there. So I think the call to vote um, for block producers, for to participate in the polls and referendum, has always been there. Uh, I'll also uh, throw my voice in uh, to ask people to vote for their favorite block producers. Uh, do their best to get into party uh, if they come to vote for the referendum and to participate in the polls. Community engagement grows the ecosystem because when you put out your ideas in there, and when you put out your vote, you help someone else generate another idea, and you help help the
0: ecosystem grow. Great call. the great call. So get out and rock the vote, EOS, uh, my EOS friends. And speaking of voting, that's a good segue. I have a proxy. It's called Mr. Happy Money. And uh, I'm going to put EOS Nairobi on that proxy. Uh, what I do is I Thank interview... You. Yeah, absolutely. I interview uh, awesome block producers and some not awesome block producers, and I uh, fill them out, <laughs> and then I either vote for them or not. So um, this is episode sixty-one. I've been doing this since before the mainnet launch, so uh, I know uh, about block producers because I ask them a ton of questions. So um, <laughs> yeah, so if you want to, you want to, so you want to support the proxy, Mister Happy Money, and then you're supporting EOS Nairobi because. Uh, they're getting a the vote. They got the bare metal infrastructure. They're building community, doing big things. Um, I like it. So, uh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the that's the show. That was that was a blast. And uh, thank you for coming. And uh, go ahead and say farewell to the uh, EOS listeners.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for
0: participating
1: um, and being part
0: of this. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers, my EOS friends. Till next time.
1: The money is not the prime asset in life. Time is, and uh, your time is just the